It's bonus part 200, although not really, because we haven't done 200, but it's aligned with the 200th episode. Bonus part? Um, you arrive at the 200th birthday party. <laughs> oh, wow. You can't believe this guy is this old. It is the oldest man in history in the world. This is, There's news reporters here. There's... um. There's royalty, there are world leaders. This man is the first person to ever hit the human age of 200 years. You just by chance, you you, you uh, started doing so some uh, charity work, some sort of, you know, one of these like anti-loneliness charities things, and um, you were set up with an old person to go and spend time with, and you got this guy. You got... And you kind of you, you know you you hit it off. His name's his name's Hank, and he's a bit crusty and grumpy in his old age. But you know he is two hundred. You give him that, and you've learned some things from him, and and um, he's learned some things from you. It's it's been uh, it's been a good help. It's been a it's been a positive relationship. And here you are. Just two. He invited you to his two hundredth birthday. It's a global event. It's at the Ritz Hotel in London. <laughs> Big glitzy shebang. <laughs> and and all these celebs are waiting outside and you're there and the Prime Minister's there and the President of France is there and Elton John is there and you're all waiting for Hank to turn up. And... Here it comes, it's a big old limo. It's a big limo. It's completely like grey to symbolise how him being old. And it pulls up and everyone goes, yeah. And the door opens up and it's Hank. And everyone goes, yeah. And he very, he you know, he's shaking a bit, but he can still walk on his own two feet. He's incredible, this guy. And he walks, to, uh, walks up the red carpet um, it's a late party, late start for a party eleven. But he turns he turns two hundred at midnight, so people thought it'd be a cool cool moment to be there to celebrate the moment he turns two hundred. It's only an hour to go, and he slowly shuffles up the steps, and <laughs> and um, he gets to the top of the stairs, and you go, and and he puts out his hand out, and he waves you over to him. He doesn't wave over the Prime Minister. He doesn't wave over Elton John. He doesn't wave over... Um, uh, what, what's her face? Um, Heidi Klum. <laughs> he waves you over. What an honor. He could wave over some of the most famous people on the planet. He waves you over. And you, walk, and you go, really me? And you walk over and he grabs your hand and he holds your hand. And he looks and he says... Of all the people in all the world, Podbud, you are the one most special to me. You who have given your time to get to know me, have volunteered your attention to me with all the good conversations we've had, all the revelations we've had, all the things I've learned from you. You've given an old man a new lease of life. <laughs> and I would, there's no one else in this world, not, not Obama, not Heidi Klum, who I want to spend, who I want to turn 200 next to. No one but you. And you get, you're so moved, you, you, you start, tears start welling in your eyes, and you go, oh, Frank, and you move in to give him a hug, but you stumble. You knee him, 
in the, his shin. Well, he's not that tall. You knee him in his knee, and he goes, oh, like that, and he buckles, and you go, oh, sorry, and, and you stumble again on the other side, and you bump your chest into his shoulder, and you topple him over, and he falls backwards down the steps. And everyone goes, ah, like that. Ah. Heidi Klum is vomiting. And Hank is a, is a motionless heap on the bottom of the steps of the Ritz. And you go, no, no, no. And um, a celebrity doctor, uh, uh, Adam Kay, who wrote, uh, this is going to hurt. Yes. He runs out and he puts a finger to, 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 to Hank's neck and he just shakes his head and he looks up at everyone and he goes, Hank is dead <laughs> at the age of 199. And everyone looks at you, and that number bounces around in your head. One hundred and ninety-nine. Oh no! What have you done? The pol- the 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 police are there. the The head of the mat is there, and he's like, uh, "What you did was clearly an accident, but we'll find it in our powers to arrest you and put you away for life." <laughs> Because of how much of a bummer this is, <laughs> Obama's Obama's already he's on his phone, and you look over and you can see he's on Twitter, and you know he's on a tweet about this. <laughs> <laughs> and just then, everyone goes, "Wait, look, look!" And Hank is moving. Hank's shuffling, and you're like, "Oh my God, he's alive! He's shuffling! He's shuffling! He's shuffling! He's shuffling! He's shuffling!" And he he slowly gets to his feet, and everyone goes, oh, "Everyone's clapping! Hank's alive! He did it!" And he's going to be okay. He's going to be 200. And Hank reaches under his neck and he pulls the skin of his face up. And everyone goes, what the, huh? Hank, what are you doing? And he pulls it up to reveal my face. It's me, Phil, I say. I've been pretending to be Hank this whole time. on In order to show everybody that age is not something we should fixate on. That it's just a number. And obviously no one can grow to be 200 years old. Grow up, Heidi Klum. <laughs> Heidi's still wiping vomit from her mouth. And, uh, <laughs> and then the head of the Met walks over to me. <laughs> and he says, what you've done isn't technically illegal, but I'm going to see it to the best of my ability that you are put to death. Even though we no longer have death penalty in the UK. And everyone cheers. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Bonus <laughs> And then the chauffeur, oh, the chauffeur of the, the limousine winds down his window. And it's Pierre in a little blue cap. And he goes, get in, get in, Phil, get in. And I run in. I throw my cane at the mob. Ah, that's the first. And I jump in the limo. And we skid off into the night. And you never hear from us again. Welcome to Bonus Pod. I mean amazing <laughs> a lot of drama celebrity guests. celebrity guests i really like the idea of looking nervously over at a tweeting obama <laughs> and knowing it's about you that's really horrible um i really liked um the sort of mission impossible mask yes good stuff yeah uh unclear whether or not hank was a real guy who did die naturally until you took over his Identity? I th- no. I, or if uh, you faked that there uh, had been a guy the whole time? I faked that Hank was the guy the whole time. 
It was a big, yeah. it was a big fraud to, to. It's like a prank to see if, if people would believe a man could hit two hundred okay. years old. Yeah, that's good, and quite nineties guest list. Obama aside, but yeah, who did I go for? Elton Obama John and Elton. Heidi Klum. <laughs> well, I feel like Elton John is the kind of guy who's always at these things. That's true. He's evergreen. Yeah. Heidi but, Klum. Yeah, I, I but, couldn't think of Kate Moss. That's what I was thinking. Of. It's still pretty nice. Once you add Heidi Klum and Elton John, then you go two thousand and MTV <laughs> Awards two thousand and two. You know, I need Adam the Sandler was there. Yeah, yeah. They say Ant Man. They were clapping. They're not bored of it yet. <laughs> um, I need the Podbuds listening, the VIPs listening, to know that Phil does this and did what you've just heard with his eyes shut. <laughs> I think that's important. Oh yeah, I guess they don't know that. You're there with your eyes shut. Like your, your eyes shut, leaning into the microphone a bit, like you're sort of trying to find the right note for like a, a like a, one of the more romantic Prince songs. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, your knee. Yeah. Like it's like a kind of or sensual like clair- jazz. It's sort of a clairvoyance as well. I'm sort of like a, yeah, a fortune teller. Yeah, you're so. receiving these pictures from yes. uh, an alternate uh, reality. Yeah. yeah. What are your views on alternate realities, Phil? What do you mean? Are, the- are, you, are you into it? Am I into it? Are you into it? <laughs> well, I'm not so sure. Do you think that they are you like, yeah, that's probably right, or do you go, nah, whatever? I, I, I just don't understand what it means. Alternate realities, like, like there are infinite realities, like infinite universes. Yeah. Um. Infinite number of possible worlds where every every possible pos- thing has occurred. I don't, think, I don't think my theoretical physics is up to it. I don't really yeah. understand what what the basis of it is. I don't remember enough of the popular science book I read that convinced me of it, but uh, I'm into it. Have you spoken about the the, the life being a simulation theory and about mm. the um, the mathematical interpretation that implies that it's more likely than not that we live in a, a simulation? I don't know if we have. Essentially, the idea is that um, we we're you know we're already at a place where computers can create a simulation that's very convincing and could be mistaken for life. Well, let's assume that we get a further a couple of hundred years down the yeah. line where it's all, it is G- it's literally indistinguishable. GTA eight, yeah, yeah, indistinguishable from San Andreas. So then you go, well, there'll be multiple, multiple, multiple computers in the world that can run this simulation. Yeah, and so you end up in in the situation where you have, um tending to infinity number of simulated worlds within simulated worlds within one non-simulated world uh-huh so then if you exist as a conscious entity and these simulations are so good that being mm. in them is equivalent to being having a conscious entity then odds are one over infinity that, that you're, you're in the real one got it yes because i odds see odds are you're in one of the many 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 simulated ones um, now that to me kind of holds up, mathematically speaking, but um, it feels like it's missing something. It, it holds up mathematically if you assume that all simulations are of equal level. Yeah, yeah. So then, yes, because then you're going like, well, we're one of all of these equivalents. Whereas if we're still in the most advanced universe where all these things are possible, and the simulation simulations are really good and to the human stupid meat brain indistinguishable, but still fundamentally lacking. They're not equivalent, and they have some simplified version of physics, or yeah, not yeah, quite yeah. atomic theory, or no yeah. quarks, or whatever. Yeah, but but you could say that the world that we live in, perhaps you know, the is a simplified uni- version of exactly. A yeah, sure, there, sure. Yeah. There, you know, there is a there's a master universe that is even more complex than this one. Yes, but I don't think that that I think that that could be implied without saying 
lottery number one in this many. I think that's implied anyway, because it's just it is possible. Yes, it is possible. Yeah. I, I, yeah, this this thought experiment is just to say that you can imagine it so that the odds are we do live in a simulation. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Elon Musk, not that he's um, uh, an authority to go by for anything, he you know he's he's a fan of this theory. I remember. Um, well, your friend and mine. I should have promoted this on the main pod, but I'll promote it on this bonus one for now. Your old friend and mine from comedy who doesn't do comedy anymore. Now he writes plays, Theo Chester. Oh, yeah. Who I saw the other day. Um, he's a playwright and his play is going to be on uh, at... Uh, let me find the details. But So Theo did... I think Theo did theology. He did, yes. Yeah. Very nominative deterministic of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like me being called Spanner Wang or something. or Because like, uh, <laughs> you're such a Spanner. Nice. Because you're such a, a Spanner. There's some burping going on there, sorry. Oh. Here we go. A, new a theater, it's called Stray Dogs. It's the called play. Stray Dogs. The His play, and dogs. it's going to be on at Theater 503. Okay. Me and him were at a house party once, and a very, like, high, like, stereotype. Yeah. Like, you know, some guy's like, what if we were in the Matrix, man? Yeah. It was like, what is it? Is, this is it 1999? <laughs> this guy was on about that. Yeah, right. Did like he actually say the, the Matrix? He was, he was referring to the Matrix and, like, mm. simulations. Like, what if we're in one, you know? Me and Theo were like, value of the question aside, you've got to be aware when you're a stereotype, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Like, if you have a big mustache and you're riding a horse and you're firing a revolver into the air and then you go, yee-haw! Isn't there a bit of your brain that goes, did I just say yee-haw? But maybe he's acting that way. Because he's an, NS- an NPC. Yeah, exactly. To, yeah. To, so, people, so this becomes more believable <laughs> that people talking to him are in a video game because he's <laughs> acting like a video game character. But Theo made the point that it doesn't matter. Yeah, because the simulation is suitably advanced yes. to be at, at at the same level of reality as reality. Therefore, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's how I feel. So, yeah, Elon Musk is saying it to get retweets from his fucking little fans, <laughs> but there's no, it doesn't change anything. No, because you can't break out of it by definition of it reaching this level of advancedness. Yes. So it's yeah. just like going, what if they're not actually called atoms? What if they're called schmatoms? And you go right, but they behave in exactly the same way. Yeah. Okay. Well then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schmatoms then. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what that's where I stand. And yeah. so I, I don't I don't get this sort of existential panic that I feel you're supposed to have. You're supposed to be worried about it. Yeah, I don't see why you'd be worried about it. It doesn't like you say it doesn't matter. Well so I don't get how many people who worry about being in a simulation are also not worrying about God. Yeah, or showering. <laughs> if a lot of them had to go, <laughs> had to go by. <laughs> They're a lot more worried about this than they are about uh uh, uh, not wearing baggy uh, t-shirts with Magic the Gathering cards on or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, to stereotype, but still. It holds up. Uh, which, Is that your spicy take? Uh, then it doesn't matter that we're in a simulation? Well, I, that's what we got to in the end. Um, yeah. No, I don't really have a spicy take to that. But let, let, yeah, so let's say, let's say it does. Let's say it doesn't really matter whether we live in a real universe or not. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's sort of a is it Plato's cave? Is that a kind of Plato's cave idea that you know you're not? I mean, no, that's just like you're not aware of what's out of your. It's cave, just dancing but, shadows. But I even always thought of that of them thinking, well, fine then, if it's a nice cave, <laughs> if, the, a, if the shadows are entertaining. Depends if the cave is nice. Yeah. Yeah. But also, it's like if you get it set on fire, someone's like, it's just a simulation. You go, yeah, but it hurts as much as if I was on fire because it's really good simulation. So. Yeah. Whatever, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Um, 
Hmm. I mean, I'm convinced enough by horror movies to be scared for my own life. So obviously, <laughs> and then I know their movies while I'm watching them. So also clearly, I can be fooled by a good enough simulation. But also, in terms of like, oh, this is hyper realistic. I remember thinking about that, thinking that about Call of Duty One. Oh, dude, I I didn't think we could get any better than Metal Gear Solid Two. I was like, yeah. wow, we. How lucky for me to be alive the day we were able to replicate photos, the real world, yeah, in a com- in a, sim- in a and it's this game. like smudgy block fest, like <laughs> fucking crap, like ugh. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just it'll just be generational. I mean, already, whenever anyone's like, "Wow, I can't tell that this is a deep fake," I sort of think I can kind of tell. The, yeah. ed- the edges of his face don't move, but his whole face moves. Then, yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's not that amazing. Sometimes, some of them are. Yeah. I, part there's, of me there's hopes something a bit off about them. Yeah, I really hope we never completely cross that uncanny valley. If we do, they're going to have to just like bat. It'll be, it'll be like the same way that we're not all allowed to make super heroin in our bathrooms. Like You just can't let everyone have that. They'll have to limit it somehow. But I mean, you the thing about creating superheroin is that you can control to to an extent the traffic of the physical ingredients people need to have in their house. Yes. But how do you control the internet? I think there will get to be a stage where we look back at the way that the internet is now, or the way that it was in the noughties, mm. and it's the way that it's like. Did you know they used to be able to get cocaine in the pharmacy? Yeah, 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 yeah. And everyone will just be like, "But that's." At least smoke on flight. Terrible idea. Mm. Yeah, you could smoke on the London Underground and the escalators were made of wood. <laughs> which is how a load of people died in King's Cross. Mm. In like the 80s or something. Yeah. It's definitely going to get regulated out of existence. There'll be some like super tracker. With AI thing. Yeah, there'll be some super tracker that g- g- could just watch for it and the second it emerges from someone's PC, the fucking hoverboard police come and... I just tase you with mind grace. I don't know. I just think it's so hard it, because it, it's, it's un- got to be something like that. Or the alternative is just the prime minister made a speech today. We think mm. could be. <laughs> we don't know. It didn't go down well. And now he says he didn't do it. But the problem is that you can't live like that. Yeah. Mm, but there, yeah, but yeah. Or you just get advanced enough AI that it's like a constantly evolving sword and shield. Mm. So, like, the sword of deepfakes is constantly being defended against by an equally advanced AI that detects them. So it kind of becomes like scammers versus banks. Totally. And, yeah. And so it's just that arms racer has to go on and on and on. Two robot brains wrestling in oil forever. Yeah. Blech. Yeah, and thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah, it's an interesting question, you know. Do, do, we, do we live in a, a simulation or, or not? Um... I mean, it seems very unlikely to me. I, I don't think we do live in a simulation. I mean, if this were a simulation, it'd be a very, very good one. You know, it's, it's very detailed. Whoever designed this simulation and built it must have worked on it, you know, really, really hard. And uh, I probably got very little sleep while I was... I mean, I, they probably got very little sleep while while they were building this, this simulation. If this life were a simulation, which, which, I'm, which it almost definitely isn't. But... Uh, but if this were a sim, you know, let's let's assume this were a simulation. You know, there there's a lot of things we could, we could, a lot of ways we could live that would help out with the simulation. Not saying this is a simulation, but if it were, you know, we we could definitely help with the simulation. You know, running a simulation is very power intensive, and there are things we could all do to help the simulation run more smoothly. 
without 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 using up too much computing power um we could all of course uh shave our heads because you know hair is very energy intensive to render individually you know if this is a simulation then obviously it simulates each hair independently and the mechanical equations are going to that into each hair you know have to be computed every second well every millisecond really to to provide a convincing simulation this isn't this isn't a simulation this isn't in a giant simulation i have built and then entered to check up on and got stuck in by accident this isn't a simulation but there are if this were all i'm saying is if this were a simulation we could all do a lot to uh to help out uh we could eat more more meat i know people are saying that we should eat less meat to help the planet but actually having to to animate all these animals takes up computing power so the more animals you eat if you eat an, if you eat a whole cow say then you're turning two uh assets that need animation into one asset which is you so that you're sort of you're really helping out there because maybe the simulation actually spawned too many cows because of a glitch a couple of years ago and and they're, they're taking up a lot of computing power to, to animate so i think eating more meat would be good um eating a lot more snakes would be great because snakes have an infinite number of degrees of freedom to account for and really snakes shouldn't have been included in the last uh, patch anyway thanks for having me on your on your podcast joe uh it's a thrill to be on this podcast. It's obviously the best in the world. And your podcast being the most popular podcast in the world is proof, uh, if any is needed, that this is a real world and not a crazy made-up one. I did have this kind of chilling thought, was it yesterday, when I just went, oh, we're going to have the internet forever. Oh yeah. The, for the rest of human existence, we'll have the internet, and if you don't, something even worse than the internet has happened. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> do you ever think about that? I do now. <laughs> oh no. I got the internet forever. These fucking dorks. There's no getting rid forever. of them. Forever. And is there any other invention that we'll have forever in some form? You, I don't think you can say that about cars necessarily. Forks, forks, bowls. God, that's a good one actually. Forks and bowls. Like forks and like like stuff that you find in a cave. You know, like Neolithic, like archaeological shit. Okay. Like that level of simplicity, and then right. the internet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing that's between. That's how horrible. Yeah, nothing between crockery and internet. Forks and bowls survive like pants, like somewhere to like cover your bum hole. Yeah. And the internet. <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah. Or water containers and the internet. Yeah, that's really gross. I don't like that it's at all. It's a horrifying thought, isn't it? Ugh. My spicy take is that I hate that. <laughs> is that my spicy take? Maybe. Mm. Maybe it is. I had a good online interaction. Huh? I know. How? I think it was good. Uh, so in my Soho show... Um, Spoiler alert! If you've it doesn't matter. Spoiler, it doesn't matter. So, I, as you know, because you've seen it, mm. and the people who are listening who've seen it will know. Um, 
there's a bit where I talk about Asperger's. Mm-hmm. But you can't say that anymore because Hans Asperger was like a bad man. Mm-hmm. So he's gone now. And everything's been rejigged and now it has a different name. Mm-hmm. However, um, that term has the most understanding across the population. I see. People mm. recognize that term. Yeah, more than and they know what it means yes. way more than they know what any of the new branding means. Yes. Because Asperger's got a 30-year head start. Yeah. You know. Everyone knows what Coca-Cola is. They don't know what the Sprite is. Kind of this new flavor. Yeah. Kind of thing. Anyway, so someone tweeted at me saying, oh, I really enjoyed the show. However, oh, you can't. It's not called that anymore. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And which I, I know. Mm-hmm. But in the story, that's the word that was used. Yeah. And it's important. And also it has the co- coherence, the understanding, comprehension. Yeah. Nah. Okay. So I just tweeted that back as an explanation. And it was fine. Right. Yeah. There you go. What did they say in return? Like, they were just like, oh, yeah. Just like see that. thumbs up or whatever the fuck. Just, no. And I was like, yeah. huh. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe the country's not doomed after all. Thank you for listening to this ra- talk radio show. Um <laughs> Yeah, maybe my secondary spicy um, take for the week is that it's more important that people understand you than that you use the right words. Well, this is it, isn't it? Um, and at what point does correctness in an academic sense correspond yeah, to just baffling everyone who you actually want to understand what you're saying? Exactly. I think comprehension matters more. Yeah. I think clarity matters more. 70-30? Where thirty is what kindness or what? What is no thirty is like actual like uh, when you get down to the to the academic level, it's the right. Oh, oh, I see, I see, I see. And sometimes, like technically, sometimes it doesn't matter as much in the sense that it's wrong when people say Viking culture; they should say Norse, right? Because Viking was a job. Oh, it just means pirate. Yeah. So. You wouldn't say pirate culture for, like, Spain in the 1500s. Okay. Good point. Yeah. And Norse relates to, like, Nordic and Nordic culture and Nordic languages and da 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 But... But that's different from Asperger's. Asperger's is a changing of the label. It, it's, yes. It, it isn't referring to the wrong thing. It is referring to the correct thing. Yes. They've, well, they've changed it a little. Okay. They've decided it's all part of just ASD. And then, they've, they, and then they're still differentiating because they call it, they call it, you get level one, two, and three now. I know, yeah. It's just endless, like, um, endless treadmill of terms. Uh, it, it never really stops. But then the trouble is that loads of people, it's loads of people's job to keep changing them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which is good and bad. Yeah. It's very tiring, though. And I think that that is an argument against it. <laughs> to make it, to, for it to exhaust the public is bad. Yes, exactly. This and this is something people need to keep an eye on. Kind of like and charity fatigue. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. People only have so much time. Don't don't fatigue them with uh, new terminology. And um, don't be surprised if you only ever tell them bad news for thirty years. They stop donating money. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, well, it's not working, is it? And they go, no, we've actually had a really, lot of really successful programs with literacy. And they go, well, where was that yesterday <laughs> when I cancelled my direct debit? Yeah. Difficult. Yeah. Um, do you have any we have some correspondence but it's it's long baby long correspondence it's from Sam Sam hot damn it's a long boy and he said some nice things I'd just like to say to be I was there during your Rahalistapan I thought it was one of the greats thank you very much oh nice much. one yeah that's a good kind. episode uh, he said Phil's appearances were excellent but I was not there in person so I must rectify ah. this um, and he wishes us a crappy poo smear. It's very nice. 
of him. So Sam's email. Good Lord, Sam. He's a real novelist. <laughs> um, he says, hello again. Uh, dear the Dynamic Puo. Here we are. <laughs> That's good. The Dynamic Puo. Yeah. Very good. This story, once again, involves a hideous amount of sticky brown tar. Mm. Only this time the gloop was not self-administered. Okay. <laughs> I was instead caught in a crossfire, a clash of titans. Uh, the smash of shits. An epic war of such grisly slop, it left me with a distinct introspective feeling every time I bared bottom at shimmering porcelain. Wow. It's, <laughs> no, it's like reading The Wasteland or something. T.S. <laughs> so Eliot sent us in a shit story. It's hungry white mouth awaiting my poo like a baby bird. Oh my god. Yeah. There's a, lo- okay, there's a lot of very... Um, it's like Beowulf. There's a lot of very lyrical description about how his poo falls in the toilet. Okay. So while it's happening, he says, I would sit there frozen, eyes like a statue, replaying the great battle in my head, frame after frame, plop after plop. So he's, this is good. This is like at the start of Dracula. Traveler, <laughs> I, I would wish to tell you a tale that has haunted me since my... <laughs> I come from a quaint chocolate box style village in Devon with thatched roofs, babbling brooks and good Ofsted results. Oh, lovely. Mm. Ideal. The Shire. I was at the optimistic, wide-eyed age of six, and all was well. A heat wave was upon us, the grass had lost its green, and the playground's tarmac groveled under the hard stare of the sun. Lovely stuff. Mm. Groveled. Yeah. Very good. It was lunchtime, and me and my friends were partaking in our regular playtime activity of trying to escape the school. Yeah. <laughs> our plan was trying school. to escape. Our plan was one day to be able to fit under the wire and escape our oppressors to the park to play Power Rangers. <laughs> We did eventually manage to get through, but my friend Will, whose dad was a professional rugby player, was built like a brick shit house, and so he got his massive fucking neck stuck under the fence. Well, Will, the friend, had inherited a big neck, yeah. and got his neck, okay, okay, stuck under the fence. But anyway, you're probably thinking this all sounds a bit Famous Five, a bit too, <laughs> I was just thinking that. too clean and happy and satisfying. Enid Blyton. Mm. It was at this time I stood from my hard labor and declared I needed to drop some dirt. From this moment on, all would change. I entered the key stage one toilets and and saw three older boys, about the age of nine, stood around casually, each drinking water out of a bottle. (laughs) What a funny... Like water water cooler break. Yeah. How about that uh, maths problems? (laughs) I know. Uh, Did you catch Peppa Pig last night? (laughs) Did I? (laughs) (laughs) I guess maybe it's Pitalitubbies at this point. Yeah, yeah. What, What age would he be? I went to open one of the cubicles, but it was locked. That's okay, I thought. I wasn't in a rush. I noticed that the three boys were still gulping their water. As soon as a bottle became empty, they thrust it under the tap to refill and then started the procedure again. (laughs) Four times I counted them doing this. Wow. Chug a lug. Before jumping up and down vigorously on the spot, pressing the heel of their hand into their lower stomach. Ah, I see. Mm. I don't think I can hold any more, one of them groaned. The cubicle I was partially leaning against opened cautiously, making me jump a little. (laughs) As this happened, the second cubicle unlocked in the same sly manner. To my horror, out creeped two horrible fucking toilet goblins, steadily carrying a fresh deposit from the poo bank. Carrying a fresh deposit? Carrying some shits. In their hands? Yeah. Why did they bother to go into the... Oh, I guess it's... They glistened like internal organs. Oh, my God. Shimmered in the sickly yellow light. My immediate response to the contents of their hands was to assume it was some sort of uh, milky brown blamart like a pudding. Oh, no. The children were sweating like someone who'd diffused a bomb. (laughs) 
They grinned at the contents of their palms like it was a holy relic or a source of power. Neither of them spared any thought for the four spectators watching this horror show unfold. The two mounds of brown wobbled and shivered like like living beings. Oh my god. What they did next is something I'll never fully understand. <laughs> Shuffling towards one another, trying not to let their handful fall from their grasp, they they swapped. No. <laughs> what? You even put the dot 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 in there. They they swapped. They fucking swapped. And then he says, it with a, as one sentence with an exclamation mark, disgusting toilet goblins. <laughs> I don't care that they were five. I don't care that their minds were still developing and hadn't yet acquired an evolutionary repulsion to disease. I just don't care. <laughs> they went in with the express intention of giving one another a poo. Oh, my God. What sick fucking world do we live in? Ban it, he says. Pleasure doing business. <laughs> He's popped it over. <laughs> The guy starts counting the poo. It's all there. <laughs> you know I'm good for it. It's all there. Don't worry. Well, you don't there. trust me now. And it's not personal. It's just business. <laughs> anyway, because my attention was so fixed on that abhorrent transaction, I'd taken my eyes off th the three older boys, all of whom had lowered their trousers. What? What but, is going on I here? I know. This sounds like something from a satanic ritual. The trouserless trio stood back to back in a circle, all still jumping and pressing their lower stomachs with the heel of their hands. Chattering teeth clamped around wobbling lips. Ready? One of them shouted with a contorted face. The others nodded frantically, and together they began to step apart, each footfall landing purposefully, accompanied by a united count. One, two, three, four. And on five, they span round, thrusting out of their groans, shooting a powerful jet of piss at one another. Golden fire. What? So they're in the standing in a circle with their dicks pointed at each other. They they leap round, pissing. Right. Like a kind of like a duel. Right. This was not an odd occurrence at my primary school. Okay. This is a bit he's not shocked about. <laughs> Good uh, offset results, you say. The way that we would assess masculinity was on the merit of how high up the communal trough one would piss. How high up the communal trough? How high can your stream get? Oh, at the urinal. Yeah, oh, at the trough. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, the big old trough, yeah. There were numerous techniques as how to improve range and accuracy. Some obvious and mundane, others more creative. Obviously, the fuller the bladder, the stronger the initial jet, so hydration was a key factor. Bladder massages were also used and were intended to get the competitor to the point of near explosion. So when they finally released the valve, they had a head start. The balloon was only for serious competitors as it involved quite a lot of pain. Pinching the end of one's willy allow but allowing the flow of urine to begin... A competitor could inflate and store hot wads in their foreskin. So when released, it would shoot forth with such momentum it could reach legendary heights. Oh, my God. Yeah. Maybe it's good we have the internet now, actually. Maybe, it's good that, maybe it is better to be addicted to your phone. Than this. Yeah. It's better for kids to be on a tablet yes. than just pissing contests <laughs> and swapping poos. Um, one boy claimed after months of training he could shoot through a yellow pages, but that was probably untrue. <laughs> like burst through yellow yeah, yeah like like Goku would piss they weren't um, yellow when I got him so he says proudly yeah. to a mild applause um, three separate streams of hot piss shot across the room like golden lasers like a scene from Mission Impossible oh nice one warrior struck with marksman like accuracy hitting his opponent's eye <laughs> 
time appeared to slow down. The boy whose eyes were filled with urine stumbled backwards in surprise, his arms flailing madly as he reached for a structure to steady himself on. The action was in vain, for what his hand found instead was not structurally sound. His tiny frightened hand was swallowed by the lump of poo no, that sat in one of the swapper's no. hands. Like a blobfish having its face punched in. Obviously wait for the poo boys to leave before you have your wee fight. Come on. It's basic etiquette. Oh my god. So he's gone, ah, ah, with piss in his eyes and gone, oh, oops, ah. Oh, I hate this. I hate this. Horrible boys. Really awful boys. Why are boys. boys so horrible? Why are boys so horrible? They're, they're not limited. Bored, bored boys are, are the most dangerous force on earth. The only you need to remember this kind of thing for why the army has drill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is go, a, you need to march in a square for hours. This is exactly the same energy that that results in military coups. Yeah. Or and revolutions. You need to keep people bored busy. Bored young boys. Yeah. Go, they, you go from like, what if we took shits and swapped them in our hands to just, do you think we could kill the king? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think we could kill the king. <laughs> exactly. People need to be busier than this. Um, as the piss warrior fell, his fountain rose upwards, cutting the room down the middle. Completely, <laughs> <laughs> completely desecrating a poster about treating toilets with respect. Uh, desecrating, yes. It was on the ceiling tiles now, still traveling. Oh my God, this yeah, is this is an impressive stream. We've got to give it up to this kid. The, as the his, training has paid off. As his jet of wee started to lose upwards momentum, it spiraled around his body like a flailing ribbon, <laughs> like a falling ribbon. Yeah, completely covering his uniform in willy water. Willy water. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, Horrible. Why is that even worse than pit? <laughs> willy water. Christ. After the initial impact of the fall and the spluttering of piss that landed on his face, the poor boy attempted to wipe his eyes clean. This was a fatal error. Disoriented by the impact, he'd forgotten that his right hand no, was still enough. covered in shit. Enough. <laughs> Stop en it. Enough. Don't read any more of this. <laughs> Just seal it in a, in I... a lead box. <laughs> the, wa the piss warrior screamed. The memory came back to him straight away. He <laughs> kicked and thrashed. His shit-clad hand stretched out as far away from him as he could. <laughs> Terrified of his own body, he started to hit it against the white brick wall as if it was somehow some kind of rodent. Get away from me! In his panic, one of his rogue limbs kicked the second of the poo swappers hard in the shin. Neither of the two swappers were too pleased with how their lunchtime had gone so far. <laughs> they both seemed quite annoyed with the piss warriors ruining their activities. So in anger, after receiving a sharp kick to the shin, the second poo swapper threw his dollop onto the floor. <laughs> well, well, great. This is ruined. <laughs> well, th thanks for this. We were trying to have a nice lunch break. Christ almighty. Um, You've taken our little poo swap and made it gross. And now he's sort of saying that, like, the poo... It's quite a long description. I'm sorry for skipping it for brevity, Sam. We're running out of time here. And it is horrible. In a good way and a bad way. The poo that was thrown at the floor, it's, he's sort of describing it almost like it was a sort of balloon. That burst, like as oh he threw it, it just sort of popped what? like a massive balloon, no. like an oil spill. My black British home store nylon trousers were covered. It seeped through the man-made fibers and onto my quivering legs. So everyone's covered in shit now, basically. Fucking hell. No one should ever have to go through what he did that day. I leave this up to you, one to you to imagine. Oh, yeah, so he's just like rolling in it. Oh, God. The two remaining piss warriors ceased fire, their shins stained with shit. The last few droplets of urine landed from them and da 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 da, da. Mixed in, Okay. 
I mean, this is a massacre. I don't, I don't think we've ever had a massacre <laughs> like this. On I would say massacre is about the word for this. So he's basically, this beautiful description, but I must just say, he's basically saying that the, the entire universe was covered in piss and shit. Oh my God. I remember thinking at the time that nothing would ever be the same. <laughs> Later, my uniform was burnt and mum was angry. A few years later, the two younger boys grappled me to the ground and tried to shove fresh grass clippings up my asshole. What? Welcome welcome to Devon. These two boys seem particularly twisted. Yeah. You two better keep wanking, he says. (laughs) Yours poopingly, Sam. Fucking hell, Sam. Yeah, those sound like creepy brothers. Yeah, they sound like... um, They're 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 brothers or friends, the younger boys. They're friends, but they do sound like they sort of come as a pair and they're called like Dink and Donk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And And they're both very blonde to me. They're both like Boris Johnson blonde. They're blonde, but it's shaved to a centimeter. So it's like fuzz. Right, yeah. And it's a bit ghostly and angelic. Yes, yes, that's the word. Dink and Donk. Yes. That's most unsettling. And they're relied upon to do various acts of brutality. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Horrible. Well, thanks for that very Thank well you, told Sam. story, Sam. Awful story from Devon. The tale of the, the massacre of Devon. Mm. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot of piss and shit. And what what? Apologies for abbreviating it, but what fucking are the hell. odds that, that <laughs> the two poo boys and the piss quad um, quartet happened to choose the same meeting area at the same time? It was the Devon children's toilet equivalent of that bit in Pulp Fiction where he comes out the loo and finds Bruce Willis in the kitchen. I've forgotten that bit. Is it Bruce Willis? Um, who is the Scientologist? John Travolta. Oh, yeah. Thingy comes home. I think it's Bruce Willis and just finds an Uzi on his kitchen counter. Oh. And while he's looking at it like, what the fuck? He just hears a toilet flush and oh, yeah. Travolta pops out the bathroom and goes, realizes how badly he's fucked up oh yes that definitely rings a bell yes yes yes. that but with piss and shit apparently (laughs) i do like the idea of these boys being like we just wanted to quietly swap poos (laughs) for science and you pathetic children are just but then they tried to push a couple years later they tried to push grass up sam's ass so they obviously have a sort of anal fixation there's something going wrong there's something not entirely right about them they're men of science but not men of honor i don't know what they're doing now i'd love to know what they're doing now yeah, let us know, Sam. Let us know if you, you know, know what, what the Dink and Donk are doing these days. Yeah, I don't want them to both have the same fate. No. I want one to be a Nobel Prize winning scientist and one to be in prison. Yes, that'd be ideal. I don't want them both to be in prison. I don't want them both to be Nobel Prize winners. <laughs> that would satisfy me much less. <laughs> um, all right. But, all right, guys. We got to go. We got to go. But uh, thank you for sticking with us. 200 bonus pods. It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> there you go. No, well, it must be. Um, it must be. Uh, yeah, get uh, tickets for the live Bud Pod at Leicester Square Theatre on the 14th of March. Yes, please. Um, and both Pierre and my live shows as well. Yes, please. Uh, but otherwise, see you next week. Goodbye. Enjoy. Bye. Bye.